0: I like this sound of the word. It means people can live free. I've always shown you a soul not only to defend, but able and willing both to defend and protect. You've already won! But mark my words. This war will be fought not on the frontier or on some distant battlefield. But amongst us among our homes, our children will learn of it in their own eyes,
1: and the innocent will die with the rest of us. Hey guys, this is in Patriots. Uh, I just want to thank y'all for tuning in again. We have two classy gentlemen on as a guest today. And uh, without further ado, we're gonna bring him on. Hello. Hey man, how's it going? Doing good. Good, good. Well listen, I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and, and doing a podcast with me. I'm still still getting started with it and everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I got yeah, it. It's a little bit harder on Spotify than in other places.
1: Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm getting through it and everything. I've, I've you know, built up a decent following. i got uh, about 20 subscribers and, you know, about 200 listens to. So, it's, it's definitely going. <laughs> you know. But, listen, I wanted to uh, get your take on the these recent waves of governors extending these stay-at-home orders and just, Basically define what the people the legislatures are actually saying they want.
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, that's that's a lot, but I, I we can walk through
1: that. Yeah, yeah, but just I mean, like j- just to start off with the whole, um, I think it's Michigan. Um, the legislature's suing the governor because she's extending the stay-at-home order, and you know the the legislature, the house and the senate of the state aren't happy with it. So what what's I I guess I just want to know like what's your take on that? Like what what are your thoughts what's your thought process on all of that? Well, I mean I am finally happy that somebody's taking a
0: stand against the governors because the governors seem to just be a little tiny dictators running around America right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's well, I mean, and then we're seeing the massive protests, too, like people going to, you know, marching on state capitals and stuff, protesting, some armed, some not. But it's it's really showing the – it's really showing how people are fed up, you know. The, I got,
0: up I, yeah, I got some um, friends that have been going down to the marches and stuff like that, like saying, like, hey, I don't – hey, I'm not saying protest, but I'll just happen to be there at the same time you might be there. So why don't we go protest together?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, listen, how's how's that working out for them? Are they, they really getting anywhere or is it just kind of – I mean, honestly, unless
0: you start – I mean, the only way you can really make a difference is two ways. You would have to either stop paying taxes or vote them out. Yeah. So – Voting them out it seems to be the first option, but that's not until November. So the yeah. Now, yeah, I, I guess testing is just the best thing you can do.
1: Yeah, the that's the roughest part is um I mean like not paying your taxes. I mean that in in today's times, that's opening a whole can of worms that is gonna cost you a lot of money in legal battles. You could do it and you could have a constitutional case for it, but it's gonna last, you know, years, if not decades, in the court system. And like really bleed people dry, just, you know, even though they're justified, I mean, it's the government's that both state and federal is that powerful uh, to do it. But, but I mean, like you said, voting them out seems the best option, but, you know, it's the term limits. They're not too long, but, you know, when the tyranny occurs, you still have It's usually you still have a little while to go before you even get to where you can vote them out. Well,
0: that's the issue too, because apparently I didn't know this, but you know Ralph Northam is apparently in Virginia. Yeah, it's in their constitution that you can only serve one term as governor, so it really? doesn't seem to bother him too much that there's term limits, and he's doing yeah,
1: the worst possible thing. Yeah, I was going to say because he's well, he served. He's already served more than one term, hasn't he? Or is it? Or is he just in his first one? And he's that I'm bad.
0: Pretty, I'm pretty sure he. We just know him because of this first term. Because, or his only wow. term because I didn't even know that until a couple of weeks ago when somebody said, yeah, um, Virginia, you can
1: only serve one term. And I'm like, so he's been this
0: bad for one term? I'm like, that's awful.
1: Man, I, dude, I had no idea about that. That's that's actually shocking because I thought he'd been in there for a little while and he was just finally getting to be this tyrannical. But that's, that's honestly a little scary <laughs> that somebody gets elected like that and then pulls all the stuff that he's been pulling – with the gun stuff, with the coronavirus stuff, and all that other stuff. Yeah.
0: So he's, I mean, in a sense, he's not a lame duck. He is just, a, he's a tyrannical duck right now. He's just destroying everything he sees he, that he wants. He's seeing. Again, usually when you have la- when usually when you only have one term, you're a little bit of a lame duck. You don't do too much. You get one or two things passed and you're done. He's right. getting abortion passed through. He's getting guns passed through. He's extending stay at home orders till June. I mean, he's just doing everything possible to become well, that, a. You,
1: you know, yeah. And one thing I think a lot of people don't realize is you remember this past January where it was the, the big deal with the guns and you had all the, the Second Amendment protests, and the Second Amendment marches and everything. Yeah. He, um, during that time, he actually sneaked a a bill through the legislature. That know, that not a lot of people know about, but it extended the term limits from I think it was from four to six years. Um, taking effect immediately, which means that you know if it's and I can't remember if it passed both the House and the Senate of the Virginia State Legislature, but it, I know it passed one of them. Um, but I mean, if that passes both, I mean he's in there for an you know for six years versus just the regular four.
0: Yeah. So he's figuring out how to work it out. It's sort of like when Putin goes like, yeah, I'm going to move the the power from prime minister to president. And then he says and then he votes himself president. And then he goes back to saying, you know, what? that's
1: all it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it keeps extending, which, you know, is I love history. Like I love every aspect of history. And it really concerns me because not a lot of people really actually read history, especially our nation's history, especially American history. And yeah. I mean it's it's basically the same thing that you had these governors appointed by the crown back in the seventeen seventies, seventeen sixties. And I mean they were they're basically doing the same thing we're seeing a lot of our governors do today. You know, as far as like gun confiscations and calling in, you know, the military or in that case uh more like a police state type thing. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild to think about.
0: Well we tended to or actually, not even us. Nations tended to be a little bit more rebellious back then than they are right now. At yeah. least in the, at least in the civilized world, or at least oh, in the, yeah. I well, should say.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you had you had both Scotland and Ireland uh, in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds revolt against England. You had the United States do it, and then you had the the South secede from the Union, and then you had all that mess happen um in america but then you also had in france you had i can't even remember i think three or four revolutions in the seventeen eighteen hundreds. i mean violent revolutions too it wasn't any of this you know yellow vest marching stuff i mean they were burning down stuff and chopping off heads but i mean yeah. You just, yeah but i mean like you said worldwide there was just a lot more um rebellion to crown and i think i think that's one thing that they figured the people that wanted power figured out was you have to think, you have to get the people to think that they wanted that and then to deal with it because with the crown, they were stuck with it. The way we got it and the way the world's got it now, people are elected. It's like, it's like it was basically we're electing tyrants. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, it's um, absolutely all. And again, it's just one of those things where it's like, I was, listen, I'm not calling for violence. I would never call for that such type of no. thing in the moment right now because, again, I don't see it deemed necessary but yeah. if they start knocking down your door like they sort of did in, in um they've been doing it in England a little bit and they're starting to do it now in Rhode Island i mean if yeah. if, so, if 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 a police knocks down your door without a just cause and they have guns pulled on you i mean they're not allowed to be in your house so right. i mean i'm not saying i'm i'm just saying if if push comes to shove and they start attacking you and you did nothing wrong they're considered an intruder in your house Right, and you
1: know the that's the other thing that's pretty. I don't want to say worrisome, but it's pretty eye opening. Is because everybody has it in their heads, oh, you have to be submissive to the government and all this other stuff, and they they forget that our entire country was built upon the fact that the people are the ones that give a little bit of power to the centralized federal government. It, it was never meant to be. Even in our wildest dreams, that the federal government was to take the power like they have been doing, and just keep taking and taking and taking to where the people have nothing left, you know. And, okay. you know, I mean, well, like you said, it's. I, I would be remiss if I called for violence in any way. I just wouldn't do it because I, I don't have firsthand knowledge of it, but. I've had enough family members and enough close family friends that have been in combat and been in wars to never ever want anybody to experience that just seeing how much it's impacted them I mean Vietnam World War II you know Korea you know those those wars I grew up around all those guys and I just I would never want to have like me and your generation you know ever you know for us to push ourselves into that when there's other options but If history is any indicator, I think it's going to come to that, you know, to where there is no other option but that because, like, tyrants really don't understand the peaceful protest stuff. They only understand violence, which is really it's bad and it's sad. But I really think that's how it's going to end up.
0: Yeah. And if you're going to protest, do it like they did on the uh, on the, the, the Wall Street. Be there for years, pretty much. Don't leave. Be annoying. If they arrest you, they arrest you. Or do it like they did with the Vietnam stuff. Be there until you get annoying and they arrest you. Don't do this one little one- or two-day thing. If you're going to really do it, do it. Because guess what? One or two days, that's nothing. We've had protests. I mean, think about it. I mean, take away the violence Um, in 1775, 76 We still threw tea into the harbor. That was a protest. How about we I – mean, I mean, I'm not oh, saying, like – so it's, it's one of these things where go do something. If you're not going to go boycott um, services, stuff like that, maybe have maybe companies will start boycotting um, sales tax or stuff like that. I don't know. Get or or boycott public services or the public um, mail delivery or DMV, start doing other stuff. Figure out ways to get around stuff that you don't have to use the government. Make the taxes go down because yes, what? Well, the taxes go down, now they can't start paying for their stuff and they're going to have to go back to us.
1: Oh, I know, and... You know, that, that's another thing that's pretty funny is the American Revolution. Really, it sparked over a three cent t- 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 um tea tax. You know, because I mean, before that, I mean, you had a lot of protest. You had the the Stamp Act protest. You had the protest that resulted in the Boston Massacre. I mean, you, you had a lot of protest. Americans weren't just sitting on their butts not doing anything. But you know, when they did the tea tax, that's kind of when everybody said, "Okay, enough's enough. We're just going to dump the cargo into the harbor." because we're not going to deal with this, you know, but I mean, but I mean, like you said, it's, it's gotta be a long-term thing. It's gotta be as fevering and, and as active, you know, right or wrong as the Vietnam protests were. But then, I mean, you also have to really, you, you almost have to kind of, in a sense, be like, well, it's, it's almost like you're fighting a cold war. You're not fighting in combat, but you still are fighting a policy war. You still are fighting a, uh bureaucracy type of war, yeah, that's just, you know, as of right now, still peaceful. There's not any bloodshed yet.
0: Thankfully, thankfully not yet. But again, all it takes is one of those cops to get a little power crazy. And again, I, I have family that are cops. I, I have friends that are cops. I know people. It's one of the things where it's like, I, most of them aren't bad or they wouldn't enforce certain laws, but there are a handful to, I mean, I would say there's about forty-five to 50% of them yeah. will get power crazy and start – kicking your door down, and start saying, hey, the quartering act, guess what? That don't matter no more. Now we're gonna be pushing your door down. The search and seizure stuff doesn't oh. matter. Oh, we're gonna go deal with it. Your First Amendment, right? Who needs that? We're gonna start we're gonna
1: start finding people at churches because you show up. Oh it's that know. type of stuff where I go. Eh. I know and you know, I I put a post up a couple of days ago, we got a lot of blowback on it. But, you know, it was basically like it was a picture of it was over Easter, really blew up with the with the cops, not letting people go to churches and handing out tickets and stuff. But it was a guy wearing a thin blue line shirt, you know, looking at Jesus on the cross and going, well, if he just followed the law. And I was like, you know, in my caption, I was like, this is to the people that unquestionably support the thin blue line and just do not actually think objectively because there's so many people, you know, especially conservatives. That go, oh, cops are good no matter what. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're humans. Like, that's all. They're humans that have a badge. That's all it is. And you've got really good ones and you've got really bad ones. But, I mean, like the military, they're under orders. So, I mean, you have to expect, you know, I'm, a, I'm not saying like a large majority, but you do have to expect the majority are going to follow orders of the superiors, you know, regardless of if those orders are good or bad. You
0: know, Yeah, and, again, that's just. I, mean, I hate when people go like, "Oh, the cops will never do this. They'll never actually enforce the law. They'll never." Yeah, well, guess what? Back in um, seventeen seventy-five and six, I guarantee you they thought, "Man, these Britons will never burn down our crops or take away our property yeah. because, um, because they would never enforce such a crazy thing. They would never do that." Well, guess what? It happened, and again, I, I. The, the, the movie Patriot with Mel Gibson, if that's any indicator of what happened back then, I mean, they were shooting down um, people that were hurt and injured and stuff to that extent and burning down buildings because they wanted to find the traitors. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if that's any indicator of what could possibly happen here, I mean, it's possible.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's I think a lot of people also forget that before the Revolutionary War started, before the Declaration of Independence, we were still we were we were. We are British subjects. You know, our, our entire nation, every single person that was here was living in colonies of Britain, which means we were subjected to British law. And I think a lot of people forget that because they keep going, well, it was British versus Americans. It's like, well, yeah, that's what it ended up. But, you know, at the time, you know, it was, it was British versus British because everybody was still under the, the British crown. And I think I think that's one thing that a lot of you know, especially with the history aspect. I think a lot of people just either a just have not learned it, learned learned it. Sorry, I can't talk, or um, mm-hmm. or b they just don't care about it because you know it's it's really like it is today with cops and stuff. I mean, we're all under an American government, but it's not the same American government that was instituted back in the the 18th and 19th centuries.
0: Yeah. And you can't say when people go, Hey, just follow the law and you'll be okay. That's not true anymore. No. I mean, literally people are following the law when they go to the parks now and I'm saying, okay, we're going to social distance and stuff. And they're being arrested because the cops got a little power hungry and say, Hey, you can't do that. There was a lady that got a citation written up against her because her kids were playing with other kids in her neighborhood, oh, yeah. in her lawn. They're like, Hey, you can't do that. And I'm like, wait a second. A kid consensually playing with another kid from consenting parents can't go play into those lawns even though they probably all don't have the virus oh i know so i mean it's one of those where it's like come
1: on well you know i mean even even if they do i mean when i was growing up if you know if a kid had the chicken pox and you didn't want to be exposed to it you know the parents were the ones that made a decision not to do that so you wouldn't have like a chicken pox epidemic sweep through the community i mean you know it wasn't it wasn't really rocket science i mean it was it was it wasn't a government type thing but just the same with the flu is you know as kids if you were sick with the flu your parents were like no you're not going to go out and get other people sick and i i really think that this coronavirus especially with all the data that we're seeing is no worse than the flu i think the media is just hyping it up but at the same time they're passing all these laws and they're passing all you know they're power grabbing from the states and from the people and they're basically becoming the um uh you know, the, the type of state that George Orwell warned against in 1984, you know, like the, the all seeing eye type of state to where there's no there's no such thing as privacy and there's no such thing as um, any type of personal liberty or freedom.
0: Yeah. And again, look at this and, and people will have the conspiracy, right? People as well go, oh, my goodness, look at Bill Gates. Look at this. Look at that. First of all, that's if it, if it was all 100% true, because I, I saw those documentary exposing pedophiles or whatever in Hollywood, which, again, I believe they're there, But to the extent that they were doing it, I'm like, listen, and they're going, hey, before this gets taken down, share it. If it was true, it wouldn't have gotten out in the first place, right. and it wouldn't have happened. So the government's making you look, oh, let's go look at this. Let's go look at that. And now instead, well, what, what, well everybody's freaking out. Oh, look at those pedophiles in Hollywood, which, again, is an awful thing. Yeah um they're getting stuff passed through like gun action acts and also um keeping you inside for another month Mm -hmm. so they're making all this stuff like what let's watch this documentary and share it and retweet it that'll really help while you're also getting saying while you're accepting your twelve hundred dollar (sighs) check and having inflation and deflation all go everywhere in our economy going Business, yeah. I know
1: the, the the whole thing about the stimulus check man I was I was so mad about like everybody even friends that I've got that would consider themselves very republican or very conservative were so you know they were like yes you know we're getting this money and I'm like are you crazy I'm like do you not understand the future <laughs> economical impact that this is going to have I was like you know and then you're not even taking in the other factors like the oil war that we have going on that is tanking the gas prices it's like Sure. That's fine. Now the people, the fact people are getting 1200 bucks, it's like, awesome. You know, we, you know, there's not a, you know, we don't have to pay a lot for gas and prices are dropping and stuff. But I'm like, you do understand once that oil war stops, everything's going to go back up further than it was because of these spending bills that are passed that aren't the majority of the, the money isn't even coming to the American people. It's going to the government stuff. It's going to the international stuff. It's going to foreign workers, foreign aid. They're even trying to get it to illegal immigrants which surprises almost nobody but it's the fact that american people are still like oh i'll get my 1200 dollars; it's great and i'm sitting there and i'm like are you are is there some kind of disconnect in your head you know i mean especially with all these uh political accounts turning point usa like all of their affiliates are a big one about the 1200 hundred dollar spending thing And i'm just like do y'all not understand have y'all not learned the basic economic principles when the government prints more money it's like Germany did that back in World War II, and they got to where they are having to pay a million bucks for a loaf of bread because the money was so inflated.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was also another that, – that whole scenario, which that can be a whole other show, is that they got a little screwed over in World War I because they got forced to pay for everything. Yeah. And that that was treated for Versailles which ended up causing the – the rise of nationalism beyond the extent and then brought Hitler and then Hitler said, Hey, let's do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have world war two and a bunch of crazy stuff. Going oh, on. Yeah. Cause they're justifying it. Cause of the fact that the, the currency was so bad that we needed to fix something and then you need a scapegoat and we all know who the scapegoat ended up being.
1: Right. And that was that. Yeah. And you know, it's just, I don't know. It just amazes me because you have all these, You know, and like I said, I'm going to pick on these supposed conservative accounts, but you have all these people that are saying they're Republican and stuff and making all these memes and videos about, you know, Trump being their sugar daddy and everything. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I voted for Trump in 2016. I will vote for him again in 2020, you know, not anywhere near as enthusiastically, but I don't want Biden in power. And I do like a lot of Trump's economic stuff. But in saying that, it's like people just are so blind and just had the blinders on and like oh i'm following trump regardless of all this other stuff and then like you said about the conspiracy theory the- uh theorists they're bringing all this q and q stuff into it, going oh there's this huge shadow government that's going to take down you know the deep state and you know it's, it's in the plan and it's working and i'm sitting there and i'm like okay you can you can convince me there's a deep state i don't really have any doubt about that i think there's way too much evidence but you got to be crazy if you're gonna think that I'm gonna believe that over the course of the past, it was it. They say JFK started it. So what the past sixty years that all this stuff has been operating in the shadows and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. It's like who, what good person in their right mind would sit on this for sixty years and not do anything about it?
0: Um. Well, I mean, apparently, um, Kennedy, um, well, is, is it, JF Kennedy Jr.? Apparently, he, or somebody to one of the Kennedys apparently has the plan yeah. to kill us all. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, that seems like it's possible. I mean, whatever. I'm like, it's like oh, the kind of, yeah, because the Kennedys really care right now about that. They're, they're just worried about not dying because it seems like everyone that gets to power dies. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to go into power anytime Yeah. Soon. But, um, it's just, it's one of those things where, again, like Turning Point USA, like I saw a thing and they were willing to go, again, they're all, all their um, major people are talking about, oh, we got a 1200, cool, cool, cool. And then when they get the small business loan and I was actually, I didn't even think about it when I first posted it, when I first saw it, Charlie Kirk was like, yeah, we're, we rejected the loan and they ended up having to lay off 200 people, which my first problem with, or not 200, a couple a couple dozen people, they had to lay off yeah. some people. And the first thought was, Okay, so you're saying you're not for big government, but now you're forcing your people on to the big government because you're not taking the 1.2 million to satisfy um, payouts and stuff to that extent. So you're really just putting people on the government than you want to because you want to be morally consistent. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, I don't find that right. I'll post about it. But then when I saw and thought about it and saw the the reactions to him posting that saying, um don't you have to apply for that loan <laughs> and again i thought about it and i'm like wait a second they're not wrong because sh- stake shack and or shake shack and ruth chris and harvard and all those other places had to apply for it yeah. too and they got in trouble and i'm like so you applied for it too and then you rejected it which means one of two things one you were afraid of the backlash or two you were trying to put some type of moral high ground where you were going to accept wait apply for it and then the climate's it, making it look like you're more superior. Right. I'm like hold on.
1: Yeah it's the, the whole the whole thing with turning point I've I mean I remember back in like twenty sixteen Charlie Kirk was just like a staunch anti Trumper. And turning point was super small. They didn't have a lot of ground and then when, when Trump got elected or I guess that was back in twenty fifteen uh, and then twenty sixteen when he got elected Charlie Kirk spun on a dime, boosted this organization, and has made a lot of money by doing this. But, but I mean, you can still go back, and I know you've done this, but you can still go back and access interviews that Charlie Kirk has done with Fox and et cetera, et cetera. You know, big Ted Cruz guy, but he was like, no, Trump would never be good, never voting for him, never gonna like him, anything like that. And then he just, you know, turns around on a dime and is like, okay, well, we're just gonna ignore that, and then I'm totally for Trump now. And I I, I think yes.
0: I, well, I mean Ken's the same way.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just the the whole thing, the whole thing is just it's getting ridiculous because anybody that actually looks at it objectively can see it's a lot of the it's it's a money, it's a capitalist type thing. It's a moneymaker type thing. But it's not conservative. They've 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 now hijacked that word, like they hijacked the word gay, to where it doesn't even mean the same thing it used to mean anymore. And they've just twisted everything and then you've got them applauding trump for doing something that when andrew yang you know said it back in the when he was running for the democratic primaries everybody was like that's a that's a socialist thing paying americans money it's like get out of here that's socialist. socialists we're never gonna do it you know and then trump doesn't and everybody's like oh that's great you know that there's no there's no wrong with that and i'm sitting there and i'm like am, am i really that much of an outlier that I actually go, hey, I have a problem with this. Do you not see, you know, do you not see that you were against the same thing when it was a Democrat, but when it's a Republican, all of a sudden you're for it? It's the same thing with a different letter beside it.
0: No, and and the worst part about it is the fact that, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're willing to go behind it and they don't, they just don't seem to care. They don't seem to care that they're morally inconsistent or that when they are consistent, they're still being morally inconsistent by tra- making people like the um, government bailout. Because again, Harvard apparently didn't need it. Um, all these other places didn't need it, but apparently they needed it. But yet they still didn't take it because they wanted it to be. Oh, look how oh, socialism sucks so bad. We need to not accept it, even if it's for the detriment of people not having yeah. jobs. And like, like, I- like it's like once and for. Listen, y- you bite the bullet. don't, he said, oh, it's a forgivable loan. Don't make it forgivable. Pay it back. If you pay it back, it's not socialism. You're just paying back a loan. Everybody pays back
1: loans. Right, and then you know, the the other thing with that too is everybody is you know and I feel like I'm going to repeat myself here but it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, Trump's my sugar daddy and all this stuff. All the conservatives are like praising him, going, always bailing out the economy and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this virus should not have warranted the national shutdown that it did. It has screwed over so many small businesses that it's, not, it's caused so many to actually shut down because they cannot keep going and declare bankruptcy. It's like this national shutdown was literally a 30-day or 60-day at this point free trial of socialism. And people are figuring out, hey, this isn't what it's cracked up to be. And they're not understanding that the effects of this are going to be lasting for so much longer and it's you know but everybody like i said everybody's like oh trump's the best trump's got the plan and everything they're not even disagreeing with him they're not even questioning with him and i'm like like i said i voted for him in 2016 but at the same time i've held you know i've held him accountable especially on my political account i've slammed him when he's done stupid stuff with the second amendment i've slammed him when he's done dumb stuff with other stuff and then you know i've said good job when he's done some good stuff like obama of course, Obama didn't do that much that was good, but the stuff that was good, like taking out bin Laden and stuff, I was like he made the right call on that. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like I hate this guy or I like this guy, period, just total blind. I'm going to go in objectively, and I'm going to analyze stuff, and I'm going to criticize when I need to, and I'm going to praise when I need to. But everybody, But the rest of the conservative community, I guess, is just sitting there going, oh, this is great. There's no ramifications from this. Trump did it. He knows what he's doing. It's fine. And nobody's doing any type of questioning like they should be. doing.
0: Not because, again, they don't want to be uh, there. And I, I'll give them this. They're so done and tired of losing that they'll take a win and say they're winners no matter what, even if it's wrong. So, like, if Trump gets anything done, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. As long as he got it done, that's all yeah. that matters. To them, thought, or any Republican, they're just tired of losing. So anything that's considered they got it through is a win for them, even if it's a Democrat policy. I mean, that's what it's, that's just what it is at this point. Well, mean, when we start putting three million dollar, three trillion dollar stimulus um, bills into play, that's not a Republican ideology. That's a Democrat through and through. They were excited to pass that through. They wanted to actually more oh. through. Republicans, some of them actually go like, hey, we can't do this. But then at the end of the day, instead of giving them $30 million, they give them $25. Right.
1: <laughs> right. And then the other thing, too, is, uh, and I've, I'm sure there's been a point is, that you've heard time and time again, but all these government officials shutting down their states, you know, the federal government, you know, mandating these bailouts and shutting down. But yet every single congressman or governor or state senator or state representative keeps getting paid. Even though there's people that are out of work literally because of their decisions, they're not taking a pay cut. It's like, do people not see the the hypocrisy with that? Do they not see <laughs> just how wrong that is? Like, I just – I don't know, man. I didn't think Americans were this blind, but with this whole situation, I'm really starting to think I was wrong.
0: <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. And the fact that – I mean, again – I I believe that's why they call them the three percenters because only three percent of Americans actually stood up against the British, which is showing more proof that people are willing to just sit by and idly let stuff go by. And again, thinking back on it, I mean, that three percent, that three percent tax and full protection from Britain doesn't sound too bad right now. I keep thinking about it. I go, I go, we wouldn't have to worry about too much. Our taxes would have never been really this high. And I wouldn't, I mean, listen, I mean, I, the best form of government in theory is a monarchy. I mean again I love constitutional republic that's it, the best one for people, but in theory it's a it's a monarchy and it's, and they're a constitutional monarchy. So it's one of those things where it's like maybe they maybe we should have stayed I mean maybe the ninety seven percent were right on yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's you know the
1: and the you know the scary part is is the American uh revolution, the Minutemen and the Patriots, their their basis was liberty. You had the Scottish, yeah. you know, their basis was liberty. You had the the Irish, especially, you know, recently the IRA, which I think have gotten a really bad rap, but, you know, I mean, like their their whole basis was liberty. Their tactics, you know, they were war tactics, and they weren't like technically at war with Britain, so they called it terrorism. But their tactics were a little questionable. But the, but their cause and everything they outlined was they wanted liberty. And, you know, the 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 southern states in the Civil War, I don't think that you're going to find very many, if hardly any, people in the southern states that will tell you slavery was good. I've had ancestors that fought for the Confederacy. They never owned slaves. And I will be the first to tell you slavery is one of the most evil concepts that has ever been invented. And but. Well, again, I would say this. Slavery
0: by race is one of the most evil concepts yeah. ever invented. I would say slavery in sense that if you owe something and you pay it off through slavery, I would say that's fine. I mean, that's basically what debt yeah. is right now. I mean, again, I don't I, I don't support going into debt. But again, if that's the way to pay it off and say, hey, I'll do this for you to pay off my debt. OK, that's I. But when it goes by race base, which, again, I think that's what a lot of people from the going against the South type stuff, because, again, when they say like, oh, slavery. And but I think it's the race stuff that really yeah. triggered everything.
1: Oh, no, I do, too. But I mean, like, even with that, though, I mean, there, there was so much politics going on in the Civil War era. I don't think anybody that has dove into it really wants to dissect it, because when they do, they find out that the federal government was just plain wrong. I mean, even as bad as the as, like you said, the race based slavery was, the federal government was totally wrong in how they went about doing what they did. And how they lacked actually effective techniques to be able to deal with that. But I mean, if you if you break it right down, the federal government was totally overreaching their power that was outside the Constitution in order to try to keep you know the southern states from leaving. Which you know secession is a constitutional right. It's no, nowhere is it prohibited, and not even present day it's no, it's not prohibited at all. And the, the southern states followed the constitution when they left they didn't attack the united states and they left because the federal government was overreaching and like even that has the basis of they wanted liberty they did not want a strong centralized government and you know like i said none of my ancestors owned slaves i had a lot of them i all of my ancestors fought for the confederacy none of them owned slaves um a good number of them died but You know the the whole basis on why my ancestors fought from the letters that we have is you know for the freedom and for the liberty from an overreaching federal government, and I think that people just tend to forget on how bad our government has gotten because you know bringing it back around, like you said, the English monarchy is really not a bad not a bad idea right now because our government is so bad and so tyrannical. Going back to England actually seems like a pretty good idea or back to what the english monarchy was back then i mean it's 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 ridiculous how far these power hungry people have actually come and how and it's ridiculous how far that the 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 people have let these people go i mean it's-
0: yeah no it's it's absolutely insane. and again like i said again i'm not I mean, I would say you—the only reason, the only way—can have a monarchy is if you have a perfect ruler, and again, there's no other perfect ruler than right. God Himself. So it's one of those things where it's like I would say it's a mute point. But again, I mean, there were—I mean, there were kings back in those in the olden days in the Bible times, and they tended to work for the most part. I mean, I—I'm not—I'm not, I'm not supporting. Hey, let's yeah. get a king, but I'm not. I'm just saying that the, what we're doing right now is, is not working either. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, if I can get one good leader out there to go take to rule us, if he's doing the right thing, I am not entirely against right. that person. I'm not. Yeah, at and
1: all. you know that's the that's the other thing that seems to be a common theme that's starting to circulate is you're having a lot of and people would call. Those people like alt-right, like very far-right, like borderline fascist, even though they're not fascist at all. But, you know, the, the people that are going, you know what, we've we got to do something to get our country right because our country's so screwed up right now. I mean, we have, we're we not only condoning homosexual marriages, and we're also condoning drag queens, pedophilia. I mean, you've seen the videos online. I mean, it's, dis- it's despicable and not only is our media and for the most part a lot of uh, vocal american people totally for it they don't see anything wrong with it and so you've got the the silent majority going uh ah, wait a second i've i've got you know i got some problems with that but they're they're assaulted so violently whether it's verbal or physical that you know it's people are getting really tired of how bad our country is and how bad track it's going and i i really think that you're you're getting a lot of people leaning toward you know like me and you were talking about a, a not a monarchy but somebody that has you know the temporary power to put our country back like it was and then you know rel- relinquish the power or if it's or if the person's good enough you know maybe keeping it and going into like a constitutional monarchy might not be that bad of an idea <laughs>
0: Well, and again, I mean, if if they're charging me three percent tax and they're keeping us normal for the most sense, I am. It's one of those things where again, it's never going to happen just because I, I, I w- there would never be a person that could truly do it. But it's one of those things where, if you think about it, if it does happen, I wouldn't be one of those people that start fighting like, oh, let's go fight. It'd be like one of those where, it's like, well, I mean, yeah. we're not doing too bad. I mean, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I mean, I'm my paycheck's doing well. I'm not paying a lot of taxes and nobody's really like forcing, um,
1: transitions on kids. So it's like, I don't, I'm not entirely against this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's honestly a testament to how bad our country has been run and how bad the laws are that have been passed and how bad the education system is for me and you to be actually like talking about a viable, you know, what if scenario with a monarchy and us going, well that wouldn't be a bad thing. Like that's that that, that should scare people that's how bad our country's gotten. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, I mean I I've, I've been saying monarchy since like high school. That was like 4 or 5 years ago. I was saying because they brought it up in class and I'm like, "So you telling me that monarchy is technically the best government in theory?" They go, "Yeah, technically it is." I'm like, "Well then if we can technically get the best leader, wouldn't that be the best option?" They go, "Yeah." So I thought about it. I'm like, well, if it works out, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I I would have – if I were to restart a country, I would definitely – and I had the perfect leader and I had – you had the right process and everything to get the person. I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't be like, oh, goodness, we can't do that. we got to rebel against that person. No, it's a well, it happens. It happens. Again, I think the the best one for the people, if we're going to go based off of just like – for. Or mass majority of three hundred thirty million plus people in the country, I would say it's got to be a constitutional republic, but we we're tending not to even be that anymore because we're not listening to the will right. of the people and the most you know
1: part. Th- that's the that's the worrisome thing because i mean like I said people just they don't understand their history they don't even care to learn their history for the most part, but I mean, if you really do up until the the late seventeen sixties America was totally content being un, being under British rule. I mean, you had no like from the whenever Jamestown was, which I think was sixteen twenty something, um, or maybe sixteen, maybe a little earlier than that. I can't remember. Um, whenever you had Jamestown established, all the way up until uh 1767, 1768, there was almost no dissent with the crown. You know that they weren't rebelling, they weren't protesting. It wasn't till after the French and Indian War or the seven years war that you know the king of england started becoming tyrannical which it was imposing a lot of taxes without representation talking about confiscating arms and all this other stuff and you know i just i think people tend to forget that when they're discussing this stuff because i mean you've always had those people that do not like to be under any type of power any type of government and you know that they were, you know, Scotland, Ireland, both were really big hotspots for that. But in America, in the colonies, at least, you really didn't have that because you had you had their freedom, but then you were also under the protection. You know, like you were saying, of the British Crown with a very small. I think it was a one cent sales tax. I don't even think it was. I, I don't even think it was any income tax. I think it was a one cent sales tax, and that was it. And then they got mad when you know, the tea went from one cent to three cents, which, you know, like it's, it seems so ridiculous to us now that they would go to war over a three cent increase.
0: Well, I mean, that, I will say that it was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That wasn't entire. I mean, I, I think about, it, cause they didn't have, it was taxation with yep. that representation because technically we didn't right. have any representation, which again, that's why people didn't have an issue being under the crown to begin with because, they um, didn't have to because they weren't paying taxes and then they had to pay them and they didn't have anybody representing them in the, um, the monarchy um, in the parliament. And then to the fact that what was the um, that's why the French Revolutionary War happened, because the people, every time they went to go vote, they would lose two to one because the rich and the upper people would have the say and the one vote for the people with the most power. Yeah. Got no side. So it was that type of stuff. Again, I think they just gave us a couple reps over there, and I gave, they gave Thomas Jefferson and George Washington um, power to go over to the um, England and say, hey, um, can we talk about this? I think it would have been fine. I think there would have been nothing happening, and we would have all been still speaking in, um, in English, in yeah. real English, in American you know, I, English.
1: That's the other thing, too, is – like I said it it really it all goes back to knowledge and education and past events because I mean, if you look at it, it all comes back around it's all in cycles, but you know I mean that that is that is one thing that would have prevented it because you did have a lot of people in England saying what well, the English king was doing at that point was wrong, you know, in the Parliament, they had a lot of close votes when it came to increasing taxes on the colonies or dispatching troops to the colonies. I mean it wasn't it wasn't the king going you know going oh this is what it is and nobody opposes it you you had a lot of opposition in england you know over the events going on in the colonies and i just i think that that's where our nation that's or that's why our nation is so bad like it is is we have no education anymore nobody is educated or very little people or too little people are educated on what really happened to actually have an effective voice. You know what I mean because everybody just buys the narrative. They don't even read anything anymore. Schools schools don't even have a history class they teach anymore in elementary schools. They call it social studies. They don't even have civics courses anymore. I mean it's, it's
0: you know it's and again, I, I, and again I'm going to be a teacher as well and our civics class I mean again I I would say some places are getting better than others for some for some stuff but I would say overall it's I mean, you can tell who's Republican, who's Democrat. You can tell what they're teaching. Again, they were saying, "I was, I was in a class, and I had to teach the fact that Republicans supported um, big yeah. spending in military." said like that was one of the things. That was, when, and I and, and and I looked at it, and I went, "Have they not seen the past ten years from Republicans?" I mean, if you talk to real Republican voters, most of them don't want to go and spend six to seven hundred million, oh, six God. seven hundred billion dollars in Military stuff. I mean, if, he, if you got the pulse of the um, conservative Republican nation right now, no way. But again, that's what they're teaching because, again, that's what it was for 40, 50 years. But now they're not updating the books and anything. And I'm like, I have you know, to okay. teach it because that's what's going to be on the standardized test. So I can't be like, hey, it's, it's this, what it actually is. But then when you go take the test and you miss one question that causes you to fail, it's my fault. So it's like, I either have to go to the um, teacher union itself and say, Hey, we got to fix
1: this or I got to teach the way it is. That's the other thing too, is I think, you know, going back to Vietnam and stuff, Vietnam at that point was the longest war America had been in. We had been over there involved from 1952 all the way until when we left in uh, 72. I mean, it was, it was a 20 year long involvement and the actual combat, you know, was from 65 till 72, so seven years. and, you you had a lot of protests. You had a lot. You, we had a. We spent a lot of money in Vietnam, and then you look at the Iraq Afghanistan wars. Which in Vietnam you had a clear objective. In the Iraq Afghanistan wars, you have not. There's never been any type of clear objective. Said you have a lot of veterans, especially a lot of Medal of Honor recipients, going. We didn't need to be there in the first place. There is no there's no reason we got Osama bin Laden and the people responsible for 9-11, which was supposedly the reason that we went in there. But then there's no reason for us to still be over there. We've been over there so long that kids born in 2001 can go fight the same war their dads fought at the same age. Like, that's scary that our country is perfectly fine with that. You know, and then.
0: We're fighting the same war where where kids weren't even alive kids weren't I mean I mean kids I mean they were I mean 2001 was I mean again I can vaguely remember something happening Again, I was only five or four or five years old I can vaguely remember something which again you know where you were that day if you if you can remember anything at all during that time but it's one of those things where it's like don't forget we're not even fighting the people that actually truly the country that actually truly sent over the people I mean they were Saudis and we ended up fighting Afghanistan, Iraq, and Iran. I'm like, wait a second, why are we not fighting I know and Saudi and, Arabia? You know, and the, then I realized oil and, oh, and then I liked the fact that oil. Oh, I know. Was and
1: the fact oil. too, that the the attack on the Pensacola air base was carried out by Saudi military personnel. A blatant act of war. And we did nothing because Saudi Arabia has oil and the in the United States is so um, they're i going to use a, I'm going to use a, a new term they're simping to Saudi Arabia, and they're like, "Oh you know we'll, we'll, you know you just apologize <laughs> I don't even think they even had to pay anything for killing American military men and
0: he
1: he got swept under the rug and you know but I, but that's the thing is like i and it' was really bad for me to say this, and I feel really awful for saying it. But I can somewhat understand why the you know the Taliban keeps fighting the United States and they keep hating the United States is because we're there in their country with our military over something that we don't even need to be there for number 1 there's no reason for number 2 and I don't think that we've really had any Afghanistan people or Iraqi people carry out t- mass terror attacks in the United States I don't think there's ever been any instance of that and but yet they keep saying oh we're, well we're doing that to fight them over there so we don't have to fight them here it's like you really think those dirt, dirt poor farmers that want to be left alone are going to come over here and try to shoot up our country with the technology we have with the military that we keep showing them we have it's like you know it's, it's I'm, I'm understanding why you know they don't like us very much
0: and by the way never ever feel bad for saying that because again i me in 20 I, I think it started in 2017 2018 when i started realizing wait a second we can, can you taught your whole life that it was iraq iran afghanistan and then you never actually figured out that it was pretty much none of the three i mean they happened to come and they hit over there but it was never actually those three countries to begin with. And then we were lied to about weapons of mass destruction by the government. We were told all these faulty things. And again, then you have the people that go, which the people that make us look bad are the ones that go, it was an inside job and all this stuff. But first of all, Bush isn't smart enough to oh, do no. that. So it was definitely not an inside job. And I mean, it, 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 it might it have been a Pearl Harbor type instance where we knew sort of something was going to happen. Right. and We might have let it happen so we can go over there. But I don't think it was like, A, we know September 11, 2001 on this time with these um, devices that this is going to happen. I think we knew something of some sort was going to happen, but we didn't right. know it was going to be on a massive scale that it was. And I think we would have went to war for pretty much anything. If they blew up a a like a, an empty cargo ship with nobody on it, I think they would have went to war for it. So I, I don't think it was a whole like, A um, – 3,000 people plus died in a, in terror attack and work t- trades And I think it would have been like, Hey, they bombed the cargo ship with nobody on it. We need to go do this. Cause they won't get Cause what right. if the people? Well, Cause what if there were people on it? It would have been that type of thing. I, I think we're that corrupt as a government to where we would have just did that. And people would went, Hey, yeah, you know what? You're right. We oh, need to do this. And then that would have happened.
1: It just—it's mind-boggling to me how our country started out as literally the beacon of hope and freedom for the world, because we—we were the first ones that took on any type of kingdom the size of Great Britain, any type of empire that size, and won, being the size we were, you know. And I—and but we—we've gone from that to a country that has turned into what we fought against, Great, and we've—we've we've turned into something worse than what we fought to get rid of Great Britain from doing. And I think that just, like I said, the people just don't, yeah. I, their brains don't work enough to realize that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Babu, when I start hearing, I mean, again, I support the military, I support people that like to go over there and ask risk their lives. But when I start hearing people, people, people saying like, hey, you should thank me all the time for my service. Like, again, I, I'll, I'll point him out individually because he keeps saying that like, because he said he's a conservative and yeah. he conserved our freedom. Rob Smith, the, the America's favorite Republican, gay, black, Christian, conservative, whatever he wants to be called, I don't even care. Um, guess what? Are you really fighting for my freedom over there in Iraq? I mean, let's be really honest here. Am I, if, is you being over there in Iraq and killing um, I mean, little um, kids over there or, not, or having little kids die over there and people losing fathers because we're... Because the, the, apparently they they're hate us for our yeah. freedom, which is one of the stupidest things ever. But that's what I, you always hear. They hate us for our freedom. Okay, um, Guess what? We're technically yeah. terrorists over there in another country. We're over there patrolling. We're doing what the oh, British did to us in 1776. So I'm pretty sure they they don't want us over there. I don't want to be over there. But yet we're still over there. I don't get it. And again, when you say you're fighting for my freedom, the Iraqis have never... Have never questioned my freedom. I mean, they might have said death to America, but they're also a country, what five thousand miles away, with an Atlantic Ocean across them, with it without um abilities oh, no. to send rockets to us. I mean, let's be really honest. Well, Are that, they really again, able to go hurt us? I mean,
1: there, there's so much to unpack just with that. That would be like a whole hour, like a whole another hour episode type thing, but. I mean, like yeah. just, just short. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, the the only way our government's getting rid or getting away with actually conducting te- for what the definition is of terroristic activities is because that supposedly we're at war, but without a declaration of war, we're we're in like a uh, a police action type thing. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, and this is what kills me. Yeah, people. What well, the United Korea. States has not declared war. Since December 8th, 1941, the day after Pearl Harbor, we have not declared a war in seven – was it um, 80 years, just about? seven, Like 79 years. We have not declared a war in that long, and, but yet you have all these people going, oh, we're at war and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, no, not really. But keep – I mean the news media did a great job. Of pushing propaganda, which it, that's all the news is now is it's propaganda. It's a little bit of fact mixed with a lot of opinion. And nobody looks at the fact. Nobody actually discusses the fact in context. And nobody discusses how these facts in that context have occurred time and time again through history. I mean, it's, it's mind boggling.
0: Oh, and, and also, I still want to say for the record, people who say that I. Hate the military if that ever happens. Um, I have a lot of people that's a lot of family that served in the military World War One, Korea, yeah. Vietnam, stuff so to that extent. Um, this is a little it's bit totally different. different. Um, first of all, it's not a war. It, it's we're fighting um terror supposed of terrorists in countries where they are, where they're not. We're not even fighting for people's freedoms really anymore, and, I mean. Listen, are you really fighting? For, I mean, listen, I'm all for saluting you for your service and you doing you. Cause again, I would never right now, based on the way I'm seeing our country run, serve unless it was a dire need and we got attacked. Then yeah. I would say, OK, that's something. But, but to just go, hey, we're going to go over there now because we have to protect you for our freedom. Um no, I don't I don't think Bangladesh needs military service over there because we gotta protect it for our freedom. Or I don't I don't think that for being over there in Afghanistan for twenty plus years, I don't think that's for my freedom. That's just you wanting to fund an, a senseless war that's gonna
1: go on until yeah, I have
0: kids and they have
1: kids. Yeah, you know, I mean it's 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 something that is happening that doesn't need to be happening it is it's it's, a little, it's it's showing how powerful the government is and everything the government's been doing it's showing how it's a, a strategic thing to grab power and it's, it's you know it's, it's something that has been really skewed i mean the, the last and i love i love the last line of the the uh, declaration of independence it says we pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor and people don't have honor anymore <laughs> widespread I mean, and I—I would be—I'd be—I would be definitely hard-pressed to say that anybody in the government has freedom or has honor with that, just because of how they act and the the backroom deals and the lack of transparency and all this other stuff. It's just—it's one of those things that you hate to admit. But you have to admit because it's fact, you know? Yeah,
0: I 100% agree with you. It's one of those things where it's just like, you hate to admit it, because again, I love talking about politics, but it's one of those things where once you're in politics usually corruption starts to happen in some sort of level, even if you like, I I, I, I bet you right. Law has done some shady deals. And again, I love that guy. That guy is one of the most American people we have out there in Congress. But he's done shady stuff. Again, like, We we might not know about it, but he's definitely done some stuff that has compromised oh, yeah. some type of freedom I mean, that we have.
1: I was, it's without a doubt, but I just... It's one of those things to where, mean, you just got to keep doing what we're doing and keep trying to wake people up and You know, just keep going because, I mean, at at that point, you know, accounts like ours are the only ones that are going to actually, you know, try to wake people up and be like, don't even believe what we're saying without fact-checking us, but you need to at least wake up to where you can think by yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. I would never say, um, listen to me 100% without fact-checking me. I would always say, if you don't believe me, and I would, say, I would say never believe me, in a sense. Go look it up yourself. I'll give you the resources where I found it from, and you can go check it with resources that you want to find it from. Compare it, contrast it, and see what you get at the end of the day. Because, again, I would never be one to say, hey, this is 100% factual. Cause I, I mean, I'm not saying that, that everything is subjective, but, again, Ben Shapiro is wrong. Facts do care about your feelings because you can manipulate oh, facts yeah. and stats any way you want to. So his whole little facts care about your feelings. You can manipulate stuff to go in your certain oh, yeah. way or not. So look it up yourself. That's sure something right everybody
1: needs to learn. But all right, man, I gotta I gotta wind it down. I think I think people are gonna start getting weary after an hour. I know I know me and you can keep talking <laughs> for a while, but just for the sake of uh, the podcast But listen, yeah. I wanna thank you for being on. Guys, go follow two classy gentlemen. They're one of the best accounts um, that I've seen on Instagram. They give it to you like it is. Uh, y'all got a podcast too? Uh, check it out on Spotify. Um, is is that uh, Two Classy Gentlemen as well, or do y'all have another name for it?
0: Yes, it's the number two. It's the number two, Classy jump podcast. We're on Spotify, Instagram, Anchor, iTunes, anywhere yeah. you can find a podcast. All right, well, listen. I want it. to
1: thank you so much for for being on here. I really appreciate it and. You know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. I'd love to have you back on in the future.
0: Yeah, of course. I All be right. All right. Listen. Uh, thank you so
1: much and take care. And this, this episode's uh, going to publish in a couple hours. <laughs> All right. Have a